to this very goddamn day, not one weapon of mass destruction has been found. So it's like my so I'm looking at your question and I'm like, where do we want our standing to return to? To that? Because that ain't it. That wasn't it. So then we get to Obama. And like I said before at the start of this, Trump was just the loudest. Just the loudest. Obama dropped more drone strike bombs on the entire Middle East and like North Eastern Africa board than you could even imagine. Like it was it was daily. If you were to look up the number of drone strikes and airstrikes, Obama is probably the most bloody president that has ever graced the White House. He has killed a fuck ton of people. Mm-hmm. But he did it with poise and style <laughs> and grace and good diction. And he talks like this all the time. <laughs> and he makes sure that the American people, you know, that I'm, I have your best interests at heart. And uh, I just want to make sure that everybody's safe. Oh my God. Right? And um and and that your children, uh Michelle, Michelle wants your children to eat well. So holy shit, you sound just like and, <laughs> and so nobody gave a fuck about the thousands of drone strikes that were happening in the Middle East, killing children and women and the elderly and the frail. I remember so when things started to blow up, they mistakenly bombed the hospital. You remember that? Mm-hmm. They were just like, I'm like, I'm sorry, of all the possible targets that you could have targeted, a hospital? Right, exactly. That was Barack Obama. So right. going back to your question, do you guys think we can regain our global standing with Biden or did Trump ruin it for good? Do you want to go back to that? Uh-huh. I'm gonna say, No, you don't want to do that either. So it's like, where the fuck do we want to go back to in terms of global standing? It ain't yeah. nothing in the past 20 years. I would think we would have to go back to the Reagan era because... God. Yeah, it, it, and I'm not talking about Reagan. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about Reagan's American policy, just the foreign policy but portion of the Reagan he, era. Wasn't wasn't he Iran Contra? Yes. Well, you can't find an administration that didn't have at least one scandal. So we're going to have to to pick a place. And, and not just let one scandal throw the entire administration out because every president has a scandal. Yeah. So I, I'm just thinking, I, I, I don't know that Clinton era was any better because he had, he had a lot of, of tumultuous times with those, you know, dropping had, bombs had, on places. He had, he had bombs on places. That was also a secret, like, like Obama, mm-hmm. but he also had the crime bill, which affected us here. Right. Right. So you know what? You know what? We should go back to the global standing. Just Angie says World, World War II. II. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Angie just said. When the world was like, yes, America, you you killed Hitler. But it was really the Red Army from um, right. the Soviets. It, it was a team effort. <laughs> it was a team effort. We teamed up with the Soviets. And like the world, for a while, it was just like, ah. Yeah. It wasn't world peace, but God, it was close-ish. It was definitely a, a, a calming time. No, 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 uh, not World War Two. After, and, no, after. I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. After World War Two, it was it was calm. Well, then the Korean yeah. War and then the Vietnam War. So there was yeah. that calm, right? Right after World there War Two, it was a very short calm. I want to say it was about four years because right after that, it was American civil rights. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, uh, but we're we're mixing foreign policy and, and domestic policy. So globally, 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 the best time ever for us globally, where we were the most respected country on the planet, was right after World War II. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Angie, Angie so, nailed it. So if 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 we're gonna go back to that standing in the Biden administration in four in three years and eight no, months, can't. it ain't gonna happen. No, it's gonna take a long time and. Let's be honest, it's going to take some change in the American people yeah. in order for us to regain global standing because we're a joke right now. This is this is what Trump did actually do. He he took it from the administration that's in office is making poor decisions so the world thinks we're a joke to yeah. now the world having no question that we are in fact a joke because of all the voters people that are followed him. People who I get why people followed him in 2016. Totally understand it. But mm -hmm. voting for him in 2020, you've had four years of what he did, and you're going to vote for that guy again. But it was, um, it was they were their eyes were so veiled. Their eyes were so veiled. And and to to watch people storm our own capital in Washington D.C., we're a joke. This country is a is a complete joke right now. It's going to take a long time, but it's also going to take the American people waking up. Mm. And stop putting all of their trust in one person. There is no person on this earth that you could that you could point your finger to. Yeah, not a single human being on this earth you could point a finger to and say, "Beth, would you follow that person into the fire?" I'd say, "Nope." Can, nope. Can the, not can a single person. See the side chat that we have here, hmm? or is that just for us? The side, the chat on the side there. Can can viewers see it, or is it just us? Um, well, so if anybody is in uh, YouTube, they see the YouTube chat, and then for Facebook, they see the Facebook chat. So, Streamyard, it's just us. Okay, so we started this. I don't know, an an hour and uh, about an hour ago, and in that time, we have had so many trolls talking uh -huh. about Trump and uh -huh. Biden and our race and Beth's hair, etc. And I'm just like, I missed bro. the one about my hair. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm not going to read it. It's terrible. It's, it's honestly terrible. You might have it. blocked the person. So they, they might have deleted. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was bad. It was horrible. Good thing you didn't see it. I'm so happy you didn't see it. That makes me feel good because I, I bore the brunt of it. I took it and I just I just swallowed. I was just like, oh, that's how you feel. I thought you saw it. It was horrible. No, it, no, no it wasn't, I, it, they, so it wasn't about your hair, as in like the style, but they called you a ginger. Oh, oh, so they called you a ginger and they called me a slave, but I'm not gonna get into that's the, why I blocked them. I did not see the comment about my hair, and and I am not a ginger. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but then so, they, but like, they, they called they 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 called you some very derogatory terms. Yeah. That's why I blocked them. So my my thing is my thing oh, is thanks, that's, where, that's where that's where we're at right now in America, where you can show up to two people you've never met and talked to, and call them all kinds of stuff out, out of their name and whatnot. You know that's the culture where we are now. That's what Trump promoted. I'm not going to say he yeah. invented or started it, but no. he definitely promoted it. He made it okay or whatever. So it's like, how do we get back to our global standing? where people look at not just America, but American citizens as respectful people. 
no person in their right mind that could see those kind of comments from Americans to other Americans and think we should respect those people. Those people don't even respect each other. So why the fuck should they care? Right, exactly. We 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 basically um, can't even accept the cold hard facts when it comes to a global pandemic. So what hope do we have for regaining our political or human standing in the world? Not not much, but it it's going to take decades, decades of hard work from the American people. It's not going to take a leader mm-hmm. to come in and renew our standing. It's going to take us. Okay. And and yes, and as Melissa said, so basically we just need to do better. Yes, I can, we, need to, I can, we all need I can, to do better. I can take that question from uh, Princess Alyssa. Yeah, go for it. So where would you suggest? Actually, I, my husband, you know, my husband no. and I were talking about this about three hours ago. Before I answer this question, Princess Alyssa, never mind. I'm just, I'm gonna let, it, I'm gonna, let it, I'm gonna let it go because this is is hitting right now. <laughs> and I think I have to remember we're live. I don't get to edit this. Afterwards. Right. This is live. Behave. Yeah. Behave. I am behaving. Oh my I God. I know you are. I, I know you so, are. All right. So let's read the question. Where would you suggest to find political news online that is easy to digest for a younger person like myself? Information is everywhere on the internet, but it's hard to find some that's unbiased. Got you. I got you. Yes. I got you. I alone can fix this. <laughs> I am Trump. <laughs> so if you open up another tab or browser right now, what I want you to do is go to Google and type in these words, political leaning news and hit enter. It'll The search will populate. Hit images. The first two images that come up should be how reliable is your news or how biased is your news source. And it sh- it'll show you a spread of, of how biased or unbiased or center or whatever your news sources are. And this graphic, I'm sorry, we can't post it here because this is live and this is not the podcast that we can put stuff up. But if you follow those instructions, it'll tell you what's left. I guess this would be left for you guys. What's right. And then what's in the middle. And you have a lot that are in the middle. So I'll just tell you from the graphic that I'm looking at right now, if I could just get a bigger version, uh, which, which way does your news lean? So I'm trying to find this chart. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. Alyssa is saying this is a very useful chart. So she, she was able to find it and I know exactly which one you're talking about. I've seen that. Right. So in the middle, you have things like, oh, the dispatch as in the Columbus dispatch is in the middle. Probably not. That's impossible. Yeah. That's not true. Um, so you have things like NPR, uh, PBS, uh, Fortune, Bloomberg, uh, The Hill, Wall Street Journals, Routers, AP, Political, South China Morning Post is in the middle. Good Lord. Interesting. BBC Axios are in the middle. And then on the far extreme left, you have um, uh, Jezebel, Counterpunch, Occupy Democrats, the Palmer Report. That guy's weird. Oh my God. Oh mm-hmm. shit. I just said that on live. Oh God. I'm not good at this. Anyways, yeah. But far left. Far left is no better than far right. So on the far right, you have Judicial Watch, American Thinker, you know, AON, Newsmax. Fox is over there. Like Fox is in is in the red zone. Like they're ready to touch down. So um, is OAN. 
Breitbart, uh, RT America, which which gained a huge following the previous election. And and the funny thing is the 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 RT it, they made the the little logo RT America, but RT actually means Russia Today. Right, exactly. Oh God, I know Russia Russia Today America. It's like where do you think they will lean? Right, exactly. Not with freedom. It's a hoax. It's a hoax, Stainy. Right. Nothing uh, wrong with it, Russia. So, Alyssa, I hope I answered your question. That is the and here's the thing: if you go to the website that that gave you, um that chart they update it all the time and you'll mm -hmm. see like i think they have a a video on youtube where you see the um they they do like a timeline from like 19 not, like 1998 or something and they'll show you where each icon moves far left or far right or gets more to the middle i think abc is in the middle so if you want something that's like readily accessible i Where's think NPR? ABC, cbs cbs is in the middle dead in the middle Where's NPR on that list? NPR is in the middle, skews, you know, it, it, left. not even skew. It's just oh, in okay. The just okay. So let me give my take on this one because it's so funny that my husband and I were just talking about this hours ago. Because I I walked downstairs to to get my drink before the podcast started. And he's yelling at the TV. <laughs> we have this news mix on that has four different stations. And what he had said was he can't watch MSNBC because most of the people on there are just opinionated. They're just commentators. Yeah. And then CNN, very left-leaning. Um, Fox News is one of the other ones. They're very right-leaning. And they are th those three networks, their commentators, are. you can just hear the disdain dripping from every word coming out of their mouth because they they're trail. not... Yeah, exactly. And they're not, um, they're not journalists, they're commentators, they're entertainers. Yeah. So um, he, we were talking about which people on each network we could watch if we wanted to. We were talking about Fox News. We're like, well, Brett Baer, he's okay. Um, Chris Wallace, he's probably the best that they've got. But literally everybody else on that network is just, just Wait, on, a, an on opinion. Fox? On Fox, an opinion Ooh, person that's Chris Wallace grilled the fuck out of somebody this morning. I had to pause right. and watch. I was like, yes. this man is a journalist. He, oh, it he, was Pete Buttigieg. He was just like, uh, You were the one who said nine million. I am looking right here. It says 2.37 million. Why did you lie? Oh, nice. I was like, holy shit. That's holy good. Shit. So that's that's why he's still one of the only good ones on there. When when uh Shepard Smith left, I thought he was one of the last remaining ones on Fox. Yeah. It was actually neutral when reporting on news. So looking at CNN, it's just even the Don Lemons and, you know, the Chris Cuomo's, they just, they go, they go so far into opinion that they don't even report the news and what they choose to report on is also very biased. Yeah. So uh, MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, I like that she has so much historical context in her shows. She's still very opinionated, which drives me crazy, but she provides so much historical context leading into her story yeah. that I think is valuable for people to hear. But those are the major she networks. Won a, but, she won a Grammy. Oh, did she really? I didn't yeah. know that. And she um, was surprised too. She wasn't at the award ceremony or anything. Okay. Like on Twitter, she was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so th those are the ones that we could listen to. Like CNN barely has anybody I could even stand anymore. Mm. So what we had decided was we have to go to BBC to hear 
relatively honest stories about what's happening in America. And that's really terrible because in Al Jazeera, I, we don't even go for Al Jazeera. And I looked at him and I said, we really have to listen to NPR if we want to know just what the news story is. And that's really, that's really what it is. They give you the headline and then they move to the next headline. Then they move to the next headline. And then they do segments where you can deep dive into some of those headlines, but they don't do the opinions. They don't do the disdain in their voice when they're talking about the, and that's what really this chart is helpful for is to find the news sources that actually just give you the news, not the opinion on the news, but the actual news. And it's, it's hard to find, but I think NPR is the one that I have the most easy access to that I listen mm-hmm. to that I want to know what the headlines are. Yeah. Boy, but most and, of the people. Just, just so you know, for the purposes of this show, Alyssa, if you do listen to our podcast, it's one of the things that we talked about when we were in the planning stages of like, we're not taking any news or points or anything from CNN or MSNBC or any of those people. Because we're we're trying to just give the facts and talk about our opinion on the facts. So we stay away from whatever the sensationalism is. Um, a lot of times, the information that I get for doing the podcast is articles that I've read from written sources, from AP, right. from routers, from things of that nature. Right. Like I, I can't, I've gotten to the point where I can't sit and watch CNN because even more even so, even though that they're aligned a little bit more with my politics than say a Fox News, when I watch, all right, let me just use an example. When I watch Rachel Maddow and she's talking about um, the Russian pipeline coming through the Black Sea from Ukraine and bypassing Ukraine and, and killing their economy and bringing their pipeline through Turkey, which is why they were involved in Syria and also the connection to the German pipeline, which is a huge deal right now, because they want to be the natural gas providers for um, Europe. That's that's their big thing right now, to get mm-hmm. that done. And when she connects that to how the fulfillment of that would be helped by the Trump election, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then she gets into like bringing it all the way to here. The historical part is fine. Like this is what they did in 2018. This is what they did in 2019 or whatever. But when she gets to the here and now, it, it, it always gets to, to the point where I'm holding my head and I'm going, how you, man, you would never pull a hamstring because that is a stretch. Mm-hmm. Why did you stretch so hard? Mm-hmm. That sound like just listening it into my ears. That sound like a stretch. That sound like, Putin's son was banging Ivanka and they hooked it up, but it was under the hush. And then she'll be like, I have a picture right here and this proves. And I'm like, that don't prove shit, Rachel. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. It's it's, it's like, as much as it aligns with my politics, Don Lemon, uh, Cuomo, Maddow on MSNBC. Right. I'm just like, bro, don't be the opposite of Fox News. Right. Just be, so if I'm watching TV and I actually want to watch the news and I just want to get what happened today, who did what? I don't want to know why they did it because right. that's your opinion. Right. I want to know what happened. Then I'll watch CBS or 
Uh, there's another station, Newsy. Okay. Best I got. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Cherry Cherry. How you doing, love? It's been a while. Hope you're okay. Uh, but thank you so much for being here. Um, I have a question for Sane. I have, I have one for you. I have one for us that oh. I haven't asked yet, but go ahead. Yes. How do you feel about the death tax? Do you think it should be repealed? The who? That, the, the death tax. Do you know what the death tax is? Is that the estate tax? Yes. Okay, because you gave it another name, and I was just like, I know I'm oh, not dumb. Death I didn't tax. give it another name. This goes back to our prior episode where you talked about how Republicans like to slap names on certain things to make it sound like a certain way. Yeah. They they call it the death tax. That's the nickname. That's the that's, that's what the Republicans that's the, that's call the confirmation it. Confirmation bias. Yes, exactly. Oh, because this is a tax, so it is an estate tax. This as soon is as you said it, I was just like, death tax. How are you going to tax death people? Unless it's an estate. That that was how my brain worked it. I was like. Did she mean estate tax? I know what that is. I don't know what the debt tax is. This is politics. <laughs> yes. So wow. this was a question that I got. Uh, somebody asked me to cover this. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about the estate tax, the death tax? Should it be repealed? I know I have an answer to this, but I want to know what you think. Um. So I don't have the, the intricate details of how the estate tax works. Let me see if I can ask a question. And if it's mm -hmm. correct, then I could give an opinion. If it's okay. not correct, then I don't have an opinion. Okay. So you, you see how that works, America? Right. If you don't have enough information, don't form an opinion. How hard I love is that. people? It's so I wild. I love that. So is it a tax on the estate or the inheritance that somebody would receive as in counted as like income for that year when they're the 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 I guess not ancestor, I guess ancestor because they'd be dead, um, passed on stuff. Is that is that is that what it is? So the, so let's say so let's say I die and like I I I make an inheritance for my my son or my daughter or whatever, that's a million dollars. In the year that I die, the government says, Oh, that's nice that you wanted to give them a million, but it's only gonna be about seven hundred and eighty thousand. Because we got to get some of that. Is that mm -hmm. what you mean? Yes. Is that correct? Are you sure that's correct? That, that is, this. Yes, that is correct. Okay. One more question. Is there a loophole? There's always a loophole. Yeah. Okay. So, and the loophole is public knowledge. Because I the, know way, the, the way one, I'm looking at it, go on. One of the exceptions is the, the there's an amount. So I received a small sum of money, totally unexpected. I was shocked when this happened. But mm. when my maternal grandmother died, she had a little bit of money. None of us knew. So um, I got a small sum of money. It wasn't taxed because it was under a certain amount. Under a certain so, amount. Mm -hmm. Do you know what so the amount is, is to, where, to where it starts? I'm not sure. Okay. Really so the... In, I don't know why I'm making this connection in my head, but if you look at capital gains tax, and I know this because I play the stock market like a like a retard. My brain is smooth sometimes, <laughs> you know, and I make bad investments. I make good ones too, and those are great, but I make bad ones as well. So, but um, so if you look at capital gains tax, right, all the gains that you make this year, if you don't touch it at all for this whole year, then they can't tax you. 
if you just leave it where it's at, leave it at the broker or leave it in your investments or whatever, it's it's good. Now, the next year, if you take that out, it's way less to nothing. And I think currently under a certain amount, it's at like 26%, something like that. But I you, don't remember. But that's kind of the loophole. So if you can get it, if you can collect a fuck ton of money this year and just sit on it till mm-hmm. next year, right? then you're fine. But if you're just like, oh, I need this money right now, mm-mm, IRS going to be like, hey, we need some of that. And that's how I feel about the, the estate tax. Now, if they're going to repeal it to where they, they don't touch estate your estate or your inheritance at all, then they also need to remove capital gains tax mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. So if yeah. they're not removing capital gains tax, then they shouldn't touch death tax. Right. Also, also, also just, just isolating it by itself and looking at it at, at the estate tax. If somebody worked their whole life and, and leaves you something, mind your motherfucking business, man. <laughs> Stay out of my shit. My father or grandfather or whatever died so that I could have a little something and left me a little something. Why you, how you come to be a part of this, Mr. Government? I don't like that. So that's my opinion based on what you've told me. I could be wrong. But based on what you told me, I don't support that. I don't, because like, why, why do you need some of that? That's between me and this guy. Because if if he didn't leave it to me, where would it have gone? To probate? And then you'd have gotten all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe not. So it's the reason I'm I'm smiling and giggling over here is because I have the same opinion, but I was going to use a totally different example. Uh-huh. Um so I work in in I work at a job where I I currently work in technology or I just got moved over to the business side. So this probably won't be eligible going forward. But when I worked in technology, we received a bonus every year and it was, I don't even know how it was calculated, but um, the better we all did collectively, the higher the bonus that we would all receive. My bonus is taxed at 40%. Almost. Yes. Almost (laughs) half of my bonus is taken away. It's not a substantial amount. I know some people who make basically half their income as a bonus. That's nowhere near what I would make. But let's say I get, you know, like $5,000 as a bonus. Almost half of that's taken away in taxes. So it's not, I, I don't think it's right for regular people like me. I don't have money to pass to any of my nieces and nephews right now. But if I did, then I could understand that we're all being treated treated equally. But it's not right for regular Joe Schmoes like me and you to still have to pay almost half of our annual bonus for the job that we do, for the things that we do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Our bonus that's related to our work output and our productivity to still be taxed at 40%, whereas these people who are wealthy get to make a case in front of politicians that because they're wealthy, they should be able to not have that tax when they pass it to their ancestors. It should be across the board for all of us, capital gains, uh, inheritance, bonuses. If if one of them's not taxed, none of them should be taxed because yeah. that's that's a reward for hard work. It's a reward you know, for hard work on in, people, in every case. And so if, if- Old people stash their money in the mattress. Yes, exactly. That's exactly why they do it. 
maybe that's something that they should do. But it's just if people if the the wealthier people are going to say that it's their hard work that led to them having this inheritance to give, then they can't look at me and say my hard work should be taxed, but their hard work should not be. Hey, let me tell you something. As a person who plays the stock market like daily, because I'm a day trader. Ain't no damn hard work in investments. Okay? I get it. I, I get it. I, 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 these are their words, not mine. Their oh, words. Fucking hard but work. They, they're making the case that it's their hard work. So then my hard work should not be taxed either. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, it's funny that we both use the same exact explanation with different, mm-hmm. different examples. But yeah, we came to the same conclusion. Yeah, they really, and Melissa, they really do find ways to tax everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the, but the loopholes are the things that you can, you have the benefit of exploiting those loopholes if you are wealthy enough to pay for a tax advisor that can help you find those loopholes. Yes. So the people that need the loopholes the most are the ones that can't afford to get them. (laughs) So the question that I have for you is a question that somebody asked me a few days ago and I don't have it here. So I might be paraphrasing. Okay. Um, This is a question for us. And I think I'll I'll answer it the same way that I answered them because I responded at the time. The question was... um, the question was, are we going to ever, and this is a weird question, but I'm just asking anyways, are we ever going to disagree or are we just going to keep agreeing on the same political standings and topics for our <laughs> podcast? And I th- you know what? I think that's a very good question for a Q&A about a podcast. It is. And so, the reason I'm laughing is because mm-hmm. we do disagree on stuff. Often. I was just like, yeah. you, did you ever listen to this thing? Because Beth tells me I disagree with you all the time. Right, right. But a lot of what we've disagreed on is stuff that we haven't brought into an episode yet. We have disagreed on episodes before. Mm. But the the I will give you an issue that Staney has said, we are not doing an episode on that. And it's about gun control. I have a lot to say about gun control. I, and I will say that my opinion is not with the Democrats and it's not with the Republicans. I take the unpopular opinion that I actually marched in Washington for, which is that we should not be trying to ban shit. We should not be trying to make everything available and do nothing. We should be focusing on mental wellness because people don't reach for guns if they are actually able to manage their anger in different ways and have coping skills. So my opinion is very unpopular, but I was well prepared to state that opinion and have an episode around it. But Stanley was like, fuck no, we are not hey, talking no, about this. No, 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 no. It wasn't fuck no, we're not talking about this. It's fuck no, I'm not joining the conversation. I said that I would be happy to sit there and get blasted drunk while you give your opinions. Because as a black man in America, bruh. You remember, I, I, there was a post on Facebook that somebody, it was actually on your post. And I, I, I made this, this chiding comment that, um, that Biden's going to have to visit some other group or some other, um, race of people or collection of victims about gun violence by the next week, the next Wednesday or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this was after the Asians got killed in Atlanta. That was a Wednesday. By yeah. Friday, there was another one. Yes. And I was just like, I still got three days. I still got five days left on my on right. my bet. I, I didn't even, we didn't even get to the halfway point. 
We got right. two days and there was another one. And my thing is, my thing is, I don't have anything to say. All right. Here's the whole podcast for me, which is why I disagree with doing that issue. Here's the whole podcast for me. Sandy Hook. We all were watching on TV and heard the news and whatever, whatever. A bunch of kindergartners and first graders and children, toddlers, got killed by gun violence in America. Mm -hmm. What was done after that? Nothing. You know? Do you know? Anybody? Nothing. Nothing. So when was Sandy Hook? 2011? Mm, you know, I honestly don't remember. It's more than five years ago. So we're in 2021. If America didn't respond to toddlers getting killed, the fuck am I talking about? Mm -hmm. We gonna talk about we gonna talk about nothing because it's nothing. So, I'm, so, I, so, my, so I opened the podcast. Hey guys, Sandy Hook happened. Bunch of toddlers got killed. We did nothing. A decade later, we still talking and debating. I'm done. Beth, take it. Right. That's what would have happened, and that's right. why I want to do it. And I understand that. I understand that. I, I still think it is a conversation worth happening because of the fact that there, there's a short game and a long game that has to happen with this. In the short term, yes, we can discuss if we need to have legislation. I think that we can do a lot of good by closing the gun show loopholes. That kind of shit should have happened 30 years ago. Yeah. There are things we can do. But I think that anybody who's saying only legislation can fix this for mm -hmm. you know banning certain weapons or legislation will never fix this. Both of those people are wrong. It, there, we have to do so much more. We can do short-term legislation to fix some of the issues with who gets access to weapons very quickly, mm -hmm. but the long game has to be, why are people reaching for weapons in the first place? Why do people think that they're, the way to manage their anger is by picking up a gun and shooting somebody? That is an issue that removing their weapons isn't gonna resolve because they're gonna mm -hmm. do something else. They're, they're definitely not well mentally. And I think it's because broadly speaking, and Stanie, you and I have had this conversation before. Broadly speaking, it's a cultural issue in America where we're not allowed to show emotion because emotion is weakness. Crying is weakness. Anger is weakness. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, being too you, excited is weakness. Being too excited is weakness. Being emotional is wrong. Um, you can't go to therapy because you're a pussy. That kind of stuff. That is a cultural issue in America. Everybody benefits from therapy, period. I will go to my grave making that argument to anybody that I meet. If you think that you can't benefit from therapy, you're wrong. <laughs> look All at, of look us at, can. Look at Melissa's comment there. She says, um, you have disagreed, but you also show each other respect when it happens. Probably why it goes somewhat unnoticed. And that is That's true. Right. That is I remember true. specifically the one that I remember because it, it, it was a dagger for me and I'll never forget. I asked you, I was just like, hey, Beth, you know Donald Trump? And you're just like, no. And I was like, is he racist? And you're like, I I can't call somebody racist until I know them personally. And in my mind, I was screaming, bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. Hitler was racist. The end of the argument. But I didn't say it. I just I, trying I, to I draw this thing. I was respectful about it, as Melissa said, which is why she's she said probably why it goes on note somewhat unnoticed. Because my brain was screaming. I was just like. Tell this woman she talking shit. 
Well, now that we're on the subject, the reason that I wasn't saying that, because I had to draw the distinction between the broad brush that you were painting with to say that everybody who buys a Dr. Seuss book is a racist versus oh, Donald Trump no, standing up there. Well, yeah, go I didn't back think and listen. That. Okay, but that's that's kind of the suggestion that was made was that people mm -hmm. who bought that book were racist, period. Hey, so look, I was trying to draw the, oh, hold on, let me finish. Look at us trying to, right now. Right, exactly. I was trying to draw the <laughs> distinction between people buying the book. I don't know them mm. personally. Donald no. Trump has been on television for the last how many fucking years? Being racist from the get go. From he came down the fucking elevate el escalator talking about Mexicans are racist and racist rapists and shit. I'm like, that guy's a racist. We ain't got to talk of about course, that. We of course. That. So, so there's a difference between somebody standing on television saying racist shit every single day versus a person who buys a book that a book. I don't know anything about. I can't call them racist because I don't that, know. That is true. That's the right. distinction. But that's the thing. See, that's the that's the decorum we have. That's the tact we have with each other where I'm be thinking this shit, but I'm not going to embarrass my friend on the fucking podcast. <laughs> Why would I do that? Just, just, and then just be ha having all this angst and animosity. And I know she's not racist. She don't support racism. Just to get yeah. her in a gotcha, just, just was for ratings. We don't even have ratings. We got like fifty viewers. <laughs> I know, they but I'm trying ratings. to avoid. I'm avoiding the cancel culture. Uh, yeah, stuff in the future because you know in 20 years somebody's going to go back and look at that clip and if, if i would have said yeah donald trump is racist they would have they would have been like you're calling everybody racist yeah. you bought a dr seuss book when you're running for congress they'll dig it up me i'm just <laughs> still doing whatever fuck i do so right. so i'll tell you how i answered the original question i'll remind the people who are watching or who are just tuned in um the question was why don't we disagree or are we just going to agree on everything and my 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 response I, it was in the text I was just like, listen, this is not first take on ESPN where Max Kellerman has to disagree with Stephen A. Smith to make a show. This isn't undisputed on FS1 where Shannon has to disagree with Skip Bayless just to make a show. Right. I'm not going to disagree with logic just to have another side. That is the dumbest shit ever. And I see it on other shows. For example... Skip and Shannon, Undisputed. Shannon will come on all day and be like, LeBron James is the GOAT. LeBron James is the best player ever. LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. LeBron James is whatever, whatever. Or he'll just make a regular statement. He'll just be like, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA right now. Which, if you have eyeballs and watch the NBA, that is true. That's been true for the past 17 years. He's he's a he's a world he's a universe class player. The man is good at what he does. I don't even like him. I'm I'm not a LeBron fan, but I can look at my screen and go, man, that's a tough shot. That's a very good pass. That's the play that should have been made, and he made it. He's a fucking good player. Skip right across from Shannon. It'll just be like, nope, LeBron is terrible. I think that KD is better than LeBron. I think James Harden is better than LeBron. I think so-and-so, so-and-so. And you're just like, Skip, what the fuck are you? <laughs> are you are you not watching the same game we're watching? Are you dumb? Stop that. Because those same players that you're talking about will come on your show and tell you, I'm not better than LeBron. Are you stupid? Mm -hmm. Just to just to have um controversy or, or or an issue or to to, they, they to just get have to ratings have or whatever yeah yeah it's like that's not our show no nope. our show is if it makes sense i'm gonna agree with it if it makes sense mm -hmm. to me so right. if she says some stuff that makes sense i'll just be like mm -hmm. 
we had an episode, uh, maybe not the last one or the one before, where I read a comment from one of our Patreon users, uh, Rayon, about how to fix the filibuster. And at the end of it, Beth was just like, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything he said. And so yeah. we close the segment, moving on to the next topic. It doesn't have to be, well, I have an opinion. Listen, man, I'm of the opinion that opinions need to be validated. That's where I grew up. I, I was born in the Cold War era where you had to back up your opinions with supportive evidence that are based on fact. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's valid. And I know we live in the era of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, where if you get a certain amount of likes, then support equals validation. No, a bunch of lemmings jumping off a hill are suicidal. That's what they are. That's not support. That's a bunch of people doing dumb shit. That's how we got the Capitol stormed. Yes. Because no one person would just be like, hey, hey guys, I think this is a bad idea. We don't have the facts to back up what we're saying we're doing this because. Yes, we're all saying we're doing this because the election was fraudulent and they stole it from our guy. But I I just want to get on record as saying that 64 court cases were thrown out even by the Supreme Court, which is an equal branch of government as the president. And they said, nah. So we probably shouldn't storm the Capitol. Not one person. Mm-mm. Nope. That's the era we live in right now. So I'm not going to disagree just to disagree to be conflicting. And I'm not going to agree just to be agreeable. Right. Make it make sense and I'll agree. If it sounds like bullshit, I'm going to tell you it's bullshit. If, you know, tactfully. Exactly. Respectfully. Respectfully. Exactly. Because that's what friends should do. Be respectful. And there's no reason that I wouldn't treat somebody else, a stranger, the same way. I'm going to be Mm -hmm. respectful. So many people in my life ask me for my opinion on politics. Part of what made me feel like I, I was empowered to do this podcast because I do have individuals come to me all the time asking, Beth, I need your opinion on this because you seem to really have a good grasp of it. And really, it's just that me too. And I'm like, why yeah. do you trust my opinion? <laughs> I don't like. It's I don't be- have any more sources than you do. Look, oh, right. look and that's the it. thing. I think that it's because I do go out and find primary sources for stuff. I do a lot of research. I'm a nerd, so I, I like to read a lot. But also, I can find tactful ways to disagree with people. That's what's missing in a lot of our political discourse mm-hmm. is that, and and even you and I have been on some of the same threads on Facebook and I've been like, you know, staining. Right, because you yeah. are very tactful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck you, you're a moron. Right. <laughs> but fuck I would idiot. treat Why strangers would that, that way idiot? too. There have been some times people <laughs> have gotten the worst out of me and I have actually just, you know, fired off at somebody because they, they pissed me off way too much, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot to get me there. because. Oh. My purpose, (laughs) (laughs) but my goal is to change people's minds and you can't change people's minds by being an asshole about it, you know? So I've got to bring people to my side. And usually what disarms them the most is for me Mm -hmm. to say, I hear you because I do understand what people are saying. And I'm not going to say you're stupid. No, I'm going to say, I hear what you're saying. Here's Mm -hmm. where I disagree with that. That disarms people because they just want to be hurt. That's really what it is. And this is where I differ from you in my approach, because I know going in that we are both going to leave with the same opinions that we came here with. 
How many times? Like you may have had some success. I'm I not have. saying you haven't mm -hmm. in changing people's minds, in changing people's understanding, or whatever. But from my anecdotal personal experience, people don't want to to learn. People want to argue their point. Yes, they and, do. And I've been arguing for 39 years. Mm -hmm. My preschool teacher called me the village lawyer. <laughs> that doesn't God, surprise God, me. <laughs> God bless your soul wherever you're at, Mrs. Summon. She died. She died. She lived a very long life. And she called me the village lawyer. So like, if you want to argue, oh, we can get cozy. I'm ready. We're going to do this. Right. Because right. here's the thing. Like I said, opinions need validation. And I'm going to come with valid points to support my opinion. Or I'll clearly say, I don't know anything about that subject. And so I don't have an opinion. My problem is these days I'm arguing with people who don't know what the fuck they are talking about and have an opinion. And I'm going to bury you. Well, that's where I'm at. One of the problems we have, and I've seen, I've seen this a lot recently. And, and I even posted something on Facebook about it several weeks ago. So many people treat social media like a dear diary moment where they think that they're writing something that it's only for them and it's only for people to agree with. And if anybody comes in with opposing opinions about mm -hmm. it, they're just like, I, I, no, I don't want to engage. You put it out there publicly. Yeah, you put like, your thoughts you, out there for everybody like this, to see. If you don't like this, keep scrolling. No, I don't like it because you're wrong. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> right. You moron. I've had people call me... Um, some somebody who likes to just trigger the drama or bring the drama into the conversation merely because I'm asking questions. So I, I would appreciate if people would put a disclaimer on there. Cause if, if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to do on your Facebook mm -hmm. to just only be able to say what you want to say, get a pat on the back and not have any dissenting opinions, please put that in your post. Just say, you know, don't ask a question like why do people do this, this, and this? Don't ask a why question if you don't want me to answer you. Yeah. Put a disclaimer that says, I really don't want anybody to respond to this. I'm just putting this out there so I can feel good about my opinions, but not have any dissent. Put it out there and I won't respond. Because yeah. if I see somebody but, asking a question, I'm going to answer it. Exactly. And if, it, and if it's opposing your opinion, don't think I'm just bringing the drama. I'm literally answering your question. I look at that post the same way and they'll be like, oh. This person is a moron. And I'll just keep scrolling. But if you leave it open-ended, I'm going to tell you why I think you're a moron. I'm Because whatever. Um, Hey, just so I, I, I don't know because you're in control of all of this. Are you seeing Are you seeing like the YouTube and the Facebook and the StreamYard at the same time? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I can only see the StreamYard. So if people are asking questions on these various places, I don't oh, it's know. Oh, it's all coming in here. StreamYard has all of it consolidated. So, right. so you're seeing everything too. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah. So, so thank you, Melissa. Yes, we do. We are uh, respectful to each other. Um, Melissa also had the question about back to guns. Didn't they start arming teachers? I think maybe some local places did, but it's not a nationwide thing. Thank God. My husband's a teacher and he said he does not want to be anywhere near a gun. And I agree with him on that one because, again, the, the the root cause of people reaching for guns to manage their anger means that they don't have any other outlet. And so whatever caused them to have a bad day, they're like, I'm just going to take this gun and shoot somebody. So if you arm teachers, that's one extra weapon in the building that that kid's going to have access to. And it could be also a teacher who has a bad day and decides to 
do something in front of their students. It's, it's, it's not something that is, there could be instances where it does protect people, but it's going to create more negative and destructive consequences than it would be constructive. When, when these arguments were going on, I was still teaching because I taught K through K through university for mm -hmm. 13 years. And when this argument was going on, I think I was like in my last year or last two years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you want me to do what? Right. Have a gun around children? You lost just, your binking mind? Are you, what? It's just not the solution. Like, I keep coming back to this question. What problem are you trying to solve? <laughs> what? what problem are you trying to solve? They're trying to solve the fact that people are coming into schools with guns. Okay, well then deal with the stuff that happens before they get to the school. Can we please? Because that what what their solution is it's not solving the actual problem it's going to create more problems yeah. and so as the wife of a teacher i would say hell no do not be arming these teachers just don't it it, it no it's not going to solve the problem like that's the thing and and i'm sure my our our patreon rayon would agree with me america has this problem of treating symptoms yes <laughs> amen yes and uh, come on, man, you can't, if you keep wiping your nose, that ain't it. Take some medicine. Right. Right. And oh I, I can say it's not just about guns. It's not just about abortion. It's about everything. Healthcare, especially. Treating I mean, symptoms. treating you know symptoms. What, you know what the funny thing is though? You know what the funny thing is though? We learned a long time ago from a, from a capitalistic standpoint, treating symptoms brings revenue. Mm -hmm. because you don't fix the problem the right. people who have the problem have to keep coming back for this symptom yes this symptom cushion yes exactly and so like, i think it, we were having a discussion a long time ago in grad school about you know back in the 1800s and 1700s 1600s how we would find cures for things we would cure smallpox or cure polio or cure whatever and it's like what is the last cure that we came up with it's like actual cure cure like 1930 something is like ah because they realize if we mm. can keep people alive with the problem that they have to pay to keep themselves alive that's money exactly it's it's, it's a profit that's where driven. we are as a planet now where <laughs> nobody's trying to fix shit we're trying to see if we can monetize whatever the problem is are you bro, familiar with are you familiar with here, bro? <laughs> are you familiar with Michael Sandel? He's a Harvard professor, does lectures on justice and what's the right thing to do. Mm. He gave a speech in which he was talking about uh, this very problem, treating the symptoms, not the problem itself. He says yeah. this is what happens when you transition from a market economy mm -hmm. to a market society. A market society is where everything's up for sale we're up for sale, our emotions are up for sale, our symptoms yep. are up for sale. So this is a market society that we live in. And the, every when everything is for sale, everything is going to look like not necessarily treating the problem, but treating or targeting whatever it is that's going to make the most money. And if, mm -hmm. just like you said, if that means keeping people alive with chronic illness and just giving them pills every month that make money, that's exactly what the market society is going to strive for. It's sad. But that's exactly what we're doing, treating the symptoms. All right. Yep. So 
not 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 to grab the reins of this, but we're at one hour and fifty two minutes. Yeah. So if you have any questions, this is the last call for Al. Yep. Last call for questions. <laughs> Stanley's getting the. He's he's passing over to the other side. I haven't had anything to eat. I know I'm a little concerned for you. To be honest, I've not been eating for a long time, but that's my own problem. I'm working with. It's cool. It's take care. You you got to take care of yourself. You are important. I I I have to survive. I am important. You are important, and you don't have to just survive. I want to see you thriving. So, you got to eat. You got to sleep. You got to stay hydrated. Make sure you're taking care of you. All three things I have not been doing, but Jesus Christ. I'm going to get to it, though. One day. Soon. Today. Today. Okay. You're going to get to it today. Promise me. I'm going to text you tomorrow, and I'm going to make sure that that you've slept and that you've eaten breakfast and that you've stayed hydrated. Especially if you're going to be, I don't know, is it supposed to rain tomorrow here? I have no idea. But um, if the weather's nice outside, staying hydrated is even more pertinent. Well, I don't see any other questions coming in, but I am so appreciative for those of you who have been here, listened yeah. to, we're, we're almost at two hours, but I was saying sent questions in before and the people who yes. showed up to ask questions here, Angie, yes. Cherry, Alyssa, Melissa, and the trolls mm-hmm. and the trolls, but see, we got the trolls. trolls don't stick around. I knew that they would leave. And I did ban a couple of them because they were saying such inappropriate things they weren't they were not welcome here but the rest of them just left because they knew they weren't getting under our skin so um the trolls left and everybody else stayed i'm glad you guys did how you gonna try to troll a troll i do this for fun <laughs> i know i know you you, you like and to they, troll. Were, they were not success they were they were amateur trolls like 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 yeah. hide, like hide it somehow like make it when the when the troll was saying you can't tell me that Joe Biden is a better president than Donald Trump, clearly you're not living in reality. So, we like don't I didn't even, even I didn't question. even pay attention to those. I was just like, "Are you six? That ain't trolling. That's you <laughs> showing everybody that you dumb. That's somebody being political. Yeah, not not trolling. If you want if you want it if you want to troll, you gotta a make it personal, but b make it useful it can't just be personal and just tangential it has to be useful i just prefer to not troll (laughs) (laughs) i just prefer to not troll i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bring you over to the dark side no and i wouldn't anyways i i I wouldn't i don't i don't see it useful but like i said it has it has to be per it has to be it has to be useful it has to be personal but it also has to make sense you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's like so the the one of the best ways i can i can explain to you and i'm kind of still new to twitter wait wait why are you giving advice on how to troll we don't want to know no because here's the thing it no it's no listen just listen to me what i'm saying it's like what was the very last um White House press secretary called. Her name's that there's a K in there. Oh, Kelly Kay, uh, McEnany. Right. So she had this post on Twitter that was saying, you know, oh, on this Martin Luther King Day or whatever, we need to come together. And she like quoted Martin Luther King or whatever. And it's like, that's easy to troll because all we have to do 
is go back six years on your own Twitter. So now we're making it personal, mm-hmm. one. And to make it make sense, link it to what you're doing right now. So mm-hmm. she had a post where she was talking about um, Obama's brother living in Kenya in a hut. Oh, my God. So somebody took that uh, tweet and posted it right under her tweet celebrating Martin Luther King. And it's just like, and they, and it was very simple. They posted the tweet and then their comment on the tweet was, this you, sis? <laughs> make it personal. Make it make sense. And connect it. If you're wow. not doing those three things, you're just a nuisance. You're not even a troll. Because right. they came in here asking about dumb stuff. And it's just like, and then like calling me X and calling you Y. And it's like, yes, those are personal, but but they're not they're not accurate. Call it off a duck's back. It's just call, it's call whatever. Him, who cares? Calling me a ginger. I mean like who cares, you know? Like who cares? That's the not thing. even accurate. But that's oh what I'm saying. God. If you're gonna be good at this. You have to put in the effort. You can't yeah. just be like, oh, this is witty. No, because now you're going to look stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Now, if you, if you had posted something that I had said before that contradicts what I'm saying now and just be like, hey, this you, bro? I'd have been like, shit, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that. Oh, well, let's tell everybody where to find us because we are doing something a little confusing now that we are streaming from my YouTube channel, not from Nick's Politics YouTube channel. So let's go through our normal spiel and closing like we would for any episode. Um, If you want to find us, we actually are now on Twitch for the first time. This is our first live stream on Twitch, but we're at Mixed Politics on Twitch. Also, YouTube search Mixed Politics as two words. You can find our channel there. This video will be up there within the next couple of days. And then Facebook and Instagram, we're at mixed.politics, Twitter, mixedpolitics1. And then you could also email us at mixedpoliticspod at gmail.com. We do have a Patreon. It's always Stanie's job to do the rundown on Patreon. So why don't you do that for us? I'm not going to take too long this time. It's it's patreon.com slash mixedpolitics. And you can find different tiers there to, to support us um, to get bonus content to ask us questions to get your questions posted on the the podcast you can also have dinner and drinks with us you can also be a part of the show you can get behind the scenes access to see how we plan for the show how we plan to make the show whatever Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of merch that's being given away at various different tiers um i know some people might have gotten wind of the fact that there was supposed to be a hoodie given away tonight with this uh, Q&A. And that's my thing. That has nothing to do with Beth. That was just my thing. So, and I'm still going to do that. I'm going to put the people who've asked questions, both um, in the DMs on our Instagram and here, I'm going to put you in a nice little mason jar and shake it up and then pick one name, pour one name out, whichever name falls out first. Then I'll find a way to contact you. Um, so that's actually only about seven or eight people. And then I'll send you a nice mixed politics hoodie. The same one that you would have gotten from patreon.com slash mixed politics. So perfect. once again, thanks for being with us. This is yes. all very new to me. This is the very first time I've gone live on anything ever. So first one in the bag for you. Oh my God. <laughs> very excited for you. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you. And yes, cheers. to our analyst pundits and a- 
and apes. <laughs> Analysts, pundits, and experts, or otherwise known as apes, thank you for being here. Smooth and cheers. Cheers to you. All right. Thank you. See you guys. Have a good one.